Hi, you're listening to Activate Your Sparkle, the podcast that encourages you to be uniquely you, to get the professional, personal, and emotional life you want. Today, we're here to talk about the F word, feedback. What happens when you receive feedback in the workplace that is in direct contrast to who you are and what you want to achieve? Where do you go from there, figuratively and literally? We're here with June Zhang, someone I really admire for her boldness and ambition. She puts her all into everything she does, and she's a powerhouse leader. Her corporate experience spans from management consulting and private equity to some of the largest luxury beauty and fashion brands in the world. She currently sits on the executive team at Thrasio, one of the fastest growing startups in the U.S., raising over $1.5 billion in the last year. As a senior leader in the organization, she knows the importance of feedback and is here to share how contradictory feedback was her motivation for activating her sparkle. Hi, June. Thanks for being here. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for the kind words and thanks for having me. I'm so excited to share your story and to dig into how you've activated your sparkle throughout your illustrious career. I really admire your boldness and ambition, but I know it hasn't always been easy, and those aspects have actually threatened to hold you back in some instances. When you think about your professional growth thus far, how did feedback drive your career decisions and progression? It often has been a tipping point for me, getting certain feedback and helping me assess whether or not I wanted to continue pursuing the path that I was on or make a change. I know early on you got feedback that was really challenging feedback to receive. The fact that it was so early on in your career made it a time where that feedback was so transformative in making a decision as to whether you decided to stay there and listen to that feedback or go somewhere else and continue to work for what you wanted. So I'd love to just hear a little bit more about that and how it pushed you, you know, how it became this activate your sparkle moment. Sure. Um, so this was pretty early in my career and I'm still trying to figure out kind of my place and my contributions and how to actually really behave and and be a productive member of the team. I was being told that uh, my boldness was not acceptable there relative to an equal boldness from a male colleague. Um, And it became very obvious to me towards the end that I, I could not be myself and reach the limit of my abilities while being in that environment. Because when I was excelling at the same level as a male counterpart, I was told that that level of boldness would not be accepted and was not encouraged. To be told that early in your career where you feel like, you know, you're growing and you're excelling, but then you're told that that that's not what they want from you. It was very discouraging. And that very much told me that it was time for me to go somewhere where my intelligence and my boldness and my sparkle would be appreciated. I think that goes back to this idea of as we progress through our careers for women, especially, you know, the more experiences that we have where we have a chance to decide for ourselves, like what we're okay with and what we're not okay with, I think gets us closer to that point where we really accept and embrace and embody who we really are and and get to a point that's like, well, wait a second, that feedback 10 years ago might've destroyed me. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, thanks for your input. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It, it, I, I think like back then the instinct was just to get out of there and get to a place where you could breathe again. Whereas I think now, like, uh, you know, looking back, if that situation were to rise, I would have much more of an instinct of calling it out and fighting it and wanting to change it. 
um, because it isn't right and it isn't acceptable. But, you know, when you're that early in your career or you don't know what you can and can't do without sabotaging yourself and your career. Yeah. And you also sometimes I think don't know, maybe this is this is a lesson for our younger listeners. Sometimes you also don't know, will there be another place that will accept me as I am? Like, is this how everywhere is? This is my first job out of college, or this is my first internship or my first whatever type of professional situation. Like, is is this what it's always going to be like? And so I think something that's really important for them to hear is no, like, <laughs> no, there will always be a place where you find the right spot for you and you can be who you are. Sometimes you might just have to try out a few things along the way. Definitely. And, and I think for me back then, what it meant was finding a place where I could see representation in the leadership or in the colleagues where I could see other female colleagues that were successful and were encouraged to take positions of leadership. And that is super important. And that to me made me feel more confident that that was the right place that they would encourage my abilities and my boldness. I think hopefully in the future, like it doesn't have to be like that where you have to visually be able to see it. And, and it's just pervasive in all of our, the work environments that we have. Um, but at that time, like, you know, the only solution that I saw was just finding a place where there was more representation of people like me. Yes, I think that makes sense. It's, it's funny hearing you talk. I hear crickets in the background. They sound like little sparkle bugs. Like, <laughs> it's like the, the soundtrack for the sparkle. And then what was your experience somewhere where it was really appreciated? Because I imagine it was very different. Oh, yeah, it, it was definitely different. I think in another environment where I was allowed to shine and have an opinion and a voice, it actually benefited everyone across the table. I, you know, I went on to a company where my particular point of view about an industry led to a transformative deal that happened that otherwise may not have happened. That deal then uh, ended up being one of the best deals that the company made. And a large part was because of my voice in that deal and people wanting to listen to my perspective. You know, I think for all of us, we've all received positive and negative feedback, often two sides of the same coin in terms of what the point is about. Um, and then the question is, what do you want to do with that feedback? Is the feedback useful for you in what you want to achieve? Or is it just noise that's going to drag you down? Um, and, and being judicious in that response. You know, I think some people think like any feedback that's given to them, that's an opportunity for improvement or change is automatically to be disregarded. It's like, they, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm going to ignore it. Or for other people, anytime they get feedback, they ruminate on it for days and weeks and months on end to the point where it paralyzes them because they're so concerned about what other people think. Obviously, there's a healthy middle ground there. And it's really determining if my goal is X, does receiving this feedback and adjusting based off of this feedback help me reach what my priority is and what my goal is? And it sounds like in this case, the feedback that you got that was not helpful for you reaching your own personal goals, like turned into a true activate your sparkle moment where you thought, okay, this feedback is showing me that this isn't where I want to continue. And I don't want to have to slow down my ambition and the growth path that I'm looking for in order to continue on here. So let me think about what my other options might be. No, absolutely. I mean, that decision was really easy once that was laid out to me. And, you know, I guess in that same vein, 
what does activate your sparkle really mean to you? Yeah. Um, for me, activating your sparkle, is, it's, there's two factors that are involved in it. And I think about it a little bit like, like a fire and starting a fire. So part of it is driven internally and it's your own fire and your own spark that you can feed based on your own internal motivations. And a lot of that is the eagerness to learn and the drive to continue to grow. And so that feeds into your internal spark and fire. Um, then there's also some external limitations to that, which, you know, again, thinking about a fire is externally, you could have other factors that help feed the fire, like if you add fuel to the fire or if you um, don't have enough oxygen and therefore the fire burns out. So there's external factors that can potentially help um, ignite your sparkle or fire or um, put it out potentially. So I think, and again, like I, when I look at my career, the motivations for moving on to the next place or what's happened in that, it, it's really driven by one or the other. My roles have really alternated between opportunities where I had a strong passion for the work and that really drove myself and my learning and um, helped fuel that fire. And then it also alternated with instances where I wasn't necessarily as passionate about the work or the industry, but I had really, really great mentors and leaders that I wanted to learn from that were feeding my fire by adding to my own career development and helping coach me and my goals and, and giving me really good advice and having a, an environment where I felt like I had the room and the oxygen to grow and thrive, even though the actual work or the industry industry I was in wasn't necessarily a passion for me. Having that added fuel outside external factor can really bring you to another level. So it can be a combination of your own personal passion and learning for the work in the industry you're in, or it can be driven by really great mentors or peers that are pushing you to another level. That is such an important point. And I'm really glad you brought it up because I think sometimes the activate your sparkle message, there's this idea of that it's just about yourself. Um, but that's not the case at all. And I think that that's something that really needs to be re-emphasized is this idea of surrounding yourself with people who support you, who support who you are as a person and what you've set out for yourself because you are ideally the one that knows you best, but really having the right network around you, having the right support around you, having the people, like you said, who are the mentors, who are the guides, who are the cheerleaders who are the ones who are able to see you and your strengths when sometimes you can't even see it yourself and to really have that oxygen that fuels your fire and activates your sparkle. I just think it is so, so, so important. All of us need that and, and deserve that, you know, whether it's family or friends or colleagues, whoever, like having those people in your life is critical. And of course, the, the perfect marriage is where you find a place where you have your own personal internal passion for the work or for the industry. And then you also are surrounded by people that support you and push you to grow and allow you to grow. That is like the perfect environment. That's the holy grail of what we're all looking for. And it sounds like you have that now. I do. Yes, <laughs> I have to say after going back and forth and, and having one aspect, but not the other, it became very clear to me when I got to Thrasio that it was a very unique place that had the combination of both of those elements. Because um, when you lack one, you definitely feel it. And when you have both, it really just accelerates 
and ignites that sparkle. Um, you can feel super passionate about the work that you're doing and uh, motivated and excited to get up in the morning and stay all day on Zoom calls. <laughs> that That is that internal motivation about what you're doing and, and how you're helping grow the company. But then the support and the guidance from other people, um, you know, peers, mentors, people that I coach and develop um, on my team and that I manage, all of those people fuel your own internal sparkle and, and help you shine um, and gives you different opportunities to leverage everything that you kind of amassed in your career and continue to push you. And like you said, the, the really good point is sometimes people push you to areas that you didn't even think you could grow to. And because they see that potential that maybe you didn't see or you were too insecure to fully let out, um, giving you that room to grow and, and pushing you into that place and um, allowing you to flourish. But that is sometimes what you need. You just need that extra push. Yeah. And I have to say that something I do see with my clients a lot in my coaching practice is they come to me about one thing and, you know, maybe on paper, it's a promotion or it's a job transition or starting our business or growing it or whatnot. But what it ends up being oftentimes is really delving into their strengths and abilities and skill sets that they themselves couldn't see. And, you know, pointing out to them like, well, it seems like you're really strong at this or notice that when you talk a lot about this, it seems like you're really passionate about it. And then all of a sudden this aha moment of like, oh, Oh, yeah, I am. On the coach side, it's really exciting to be a part of that conversation and to be able to lift people up in that way, even in any environment, you know, whether you're a friend or a colleague or whatever, to be able to give that gift to somebody, I think is just so special. It's like they did a study of like school children. They yeah. told teachers like you are teaching a class of exceptionally bright students versus the other teachers that they didn't tell them anything. They were the exact same student pool. There wasn't any difference. But for the the teachers that like believed that the students they were teaching were who were exceptionally bright, they coached them better and they treated them like they were exceptionally bright and pushed them to kind of basically like instill in those children's mind that they were exceptionally bright. And I think like it's very similar in the work environment where if you have mentors and, and people that you work for that push you and that tell you that you are exceptional and you can excel and you can kind of accomplish anything, like you then start believing yourself and you start acting that way and engaging and really reaching and pushing yourself. And like, it, it just says more about like how that encouragement is so necessary in our own personal growth while you could be personally motivated yourself, having that extra uh, push from someone else that really believes in you and is telling you that you are capable and you can excel, that goes leaps and bounds into the actual um, translation of how high of a level you can perform at. It's true. And but just this concept of how powerful perception is. Here you saw it in terms of external perception, like teachers judging the students that they were teaching and judging their behaviors according to how they perceive them. You know, taking that one step further, it also I think is really important to think about then how we think about ourselves and like our own self-perception. And if you think of yourself as ambitious and a high achiever and intelligent, you know, maybe you don't know everything under the sun, but nobody does. And you're just doing the best that you can. 
I think you go into things with a very different mentality than when you let your head trash, you know, we talk about this a lot, the saboteurs get the best of you. And when you spend too much time around the people who are taking away your oxygen or giving you feedback that isn't helpful feedback, um, I think that's when you fall into the latter category and you, you end up damaging yourself even more than those people could ever damage you. Absolutely. The Pygmalion effect is a psychological phenomenon where high expectations lead to improved performance. It's actually a circular effect, right? People thinking and treating you with high expectations, leading you to perform better and at a higher level, which those actions then reinforce the beliefs of those people who believed in you in the first place. So it really is all about let's lift each other up and excel together. Yes, it's very true. So on a scale of one to 10, one being very difficult, 10 being super easy, how would you rate how easy it is to be yourself for you personally? I would say at this point in my career and everything that I've learned, I'm probably at like an eight. And so what do you think got you to an eight? And what do you think would get you to a 10? I think everything that I've learned and all the different environments that I've had to adjust to and and changing my roles and my environment helped me get to an eight and understanding who I really was and how I am myself and contribute into those environments. Um, To get me to a 10, I think think I'm already on the path. Um, You know, when you find that perfect marriage of the two factors that I talked about, and you really are given the room and the space to grow in an area that is your own personal passion that you're excited about. I mean, there you can only you know, get to know yourself even better and what your capacities and limitations are, if there are limitations, how to break past those and continue to grow and be even more secure in who you are. So I think, I think I'm well on that path and, you know, probably a few more years and I hope we can get to that 10. That makes me so happy to hear. I think, you know, for all of us, it is a learning process and there's always growth and development involved. So to be able to be on that path, to be able to see that 10 in sight, to feel really sure of yourself and confident with who you are and who you want to be is just an amazing place to be. Um, I, I know we have a lot of listeners who are either in the same place with you or are hoping to get there. Um, and so I'm wondering, what is a piece of advice that you have for some women out there who are thinking about how to activate their sparkle? I think, you know, in order to grow and thrive, you need that oxygen. So don't let anyone tell you to dim your light or put out your light. Just continue to either find people and surround yourself with people that allow you to grow and flourish and feed you that oxygen or go to another environment where you shining brighter doesn't make people uh, tell you to dim your light, but only encourages and inspires people around you to light themselves brighter. Yes, so true. It's so true. Each of us have a light that is needed, but I completely agree. Never let anybody dim your light. Or I would say it in my words, never let anybody dim your sparkle. <laughs> in, in the best environments, your sparkle and your ability to shine only inspires other people to try to shine as brightly and to reach to those heights. And that's the best environment where you can really activate your sparkle. June, thank you so, so much for your time today. I have really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for being so open about your journey and your thoughts along the way. I know our listeners really got a lot out of this. And just thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is 
so much fun to look back in my career and every you know point of activation of that sparkle and what got me to here. So it was really nice to reflect on that journey. Until next time, keep on activating your sparkle and getting what's yours. Love, Danielle. To learn more, visit daniellegopin.com forward slash activate your sparkle. Follow the podcast now, share it with a friend and get the latest on Instagram by following me at Danielle Gopin. If you think you or someone you know should be a future guest, let us know. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.